Hello and welcome back to Last Guys Off the Bench, the podcast where you get to hear expert NBA analysis, and I mean expert, from the real experts and the lifetime bench warmers and MVPs of their YMCA league. My name's Darcy, and I'm here with Juan today. Juan, how are you? Doing good, Darcy. How about you? Living the dream, man. I'm just ready to get out there, try not to hurt myself, but play a good game of pickup. You know what I'm Got saying? A good- Got to get a good stretch in beforehand. All right, we got episode two, the reboot. Today on Last Guys Off the Bench, cue special victims unit music from Law & Order. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, today we discuss (laughs) our reactions to the All-Star game and how the Elam ending really impacted, um, we think, the product of that, um, of this year's All-Star game. The race for eight out west. The overall playoff picture and our finals picks. We're recording this on Wednesday, February 26th. And away we go. All right. So, did you catch, uh, did you actually watch the All Star game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched, I didn't watch Friday because no one cares about Friday, but I watched all the. Um... Emily and I watched Friday night. Was it, isn't it the celeb game? Yeah. It's a celeb game. And then it's uh, the, the, it's not the Ricky sophomore game anymore. What is it? World versus U.S. Yeah. Rising yeah. Stars. We tuned into some of that. Nah, it was. Yeah, it was not interesting. I didn't watch it. I kind of don't have any interest in that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I definitely. I always skip Saturday. Like I get yeah. real pissed about Saturday. Yeah. I wish they did like uh, some like three on three or one on one or something weird. Well, I like Saturday. I think it's it's a lot of fun. The uh, the new format for the skills challenge, I think, is kind of lame. It doesn't really show off any skill. What, I guess. What's the, what's the format? I didn't. I haven't seen the skills challenge in ever. ages. <laughs> <laughs> so before, it used to be like a little course where like you had to dribble and go through obstacles and then make some passes, make some shots, and it was just like a timed event. Like you just had to beat the person's time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a one on one. And they separated by bigs versus uh, small players. Okay. And it's like you weave through one obstacle, you make one pass, you make a layup, and then you make a three-pointer. And whoever finishes all of that first, like, advances. All right. But yeah. So, I, know, I mean, it's different type of skills, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's just really <laughs> short. It's like a very shortened version of the old skills yeah, challenge. It's probably for the best. Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what they came across, like <laughs> – Cause it's, it's like a 20 second competition or each time it's 20 seconds and it's just, you know, one person against the other. And then you just advance to the finals or whatever. So this year, I mean, I agree. So this year they did, uh, Oh, it was a big deal because basically the bigs won every round. Cause they do a big guy versus a small guy. Nice. The, the bigs won out. I don't even remember who won. That's how useless that competition is. Or was it so useless or was it just so enlightening that you just, the information was so powerful that it just. I was like, went, this, went, is went yeah, this is the new NBA. This is the new NBA. The new NBA. And the Rockets were like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Uh, who won? Oh, um, Bam won. Bam had a bio one. For what? The uh, skills challenge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody cares, man. Why are we still talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is way too much on the skills challenge. Yeah. Did you watch the three-point contest? Yeah, by nobody, I mean me. I don't care. <laughs> no one cares. Room. She doesn't care. Yeah. Did you watch the three-point contest? I didn't watch anything Saturday. I haven't watched anything on Saturday in years. You didn't watch the dunk contest? That was actually good this year, I've, dude. I've seen the highlights. Yeah, okay. Did, you, but did Aaron Gordon get robbed? I guess. I mean, 
On this week's episode, we spend an hour on whether or not Aaron Gordon got robbed. Hey, nobody care about Aaron Gordon getting robbed. All I'm saying is, like, his dunks were pretty nasty, but I don't like how they, uh, like, if you make it on the first attempt, it should mean more than if you make it on the second attempt. I agree. I think in general terms, they go based off, like, difficulty of the dunk. So yeah. if the dunk is clearly really hard, they won't knock you off for getting it on the second try. Yeah. If well, the like, dunk Aaron is Gordon like, some nasty all right. Ones. I mean, he did. I know the only people saying that he didn't get robbed were Heat fans. And they're like, oh, all his dunks took him two tries. And it's like, dude, like, what's his name? James Johnson did. No, that's not his name. Is that Gary his name? Tra- what, wasn't it Trent something or who won? James Johnson was another player for the Heat, like from a year ago. Um, James Johnson was not in this. No, it wasn't James Johnson. Airplane mode. What's his name? <laughs> Airplane mode? That's his Derek nickname. Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> he did the same dunk. Like I hate this. I can't believe we couldn't remember. He did I the mean, same dunk like three times. Who's gonna? What do you mean? Who's? Nobody's gonna remember that. Nobody, wa- nobody watches this event. The only thing they're gonna remember is that Aaron Gordon got robbed. You know what though? He says he won't do the dunk contest again. So I know we're all pretty upset about that. Right, rightfully so. You know, yeah. retire on top. You're the people's champ. <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> all right screw Everybody saturday all right yeah that's, yeah who won the three-point contest um oh my god <laughs> who won it was davis um devin booker and then oh i think buddy, buddy healed. healed one buddy, buddy healed, healed one yeah all right cool i mean i think it one it's testimony to how much both of us care about that part of the all-star game the All-Star Game itself, though, was sick. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I think everyone loved that fourth quarter. Clearly, it worked. We didn't think it would, but it did. Dude, it tripped me up when uh, like they started putting the subs in, and they were still like 20 points away. And I was like, yeah, this is going like, to take a while. Yeah. Like, that fourth, I don't know what the fourth quarter ended up running, but it was a lot longer than a normal fourth it quarter. It was. It was like a – I think they said like 40 minutes, and there was, there was more fouls called in the fourth quarter than there were in the first three quarters combined. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And so I don't know how you felt, but I was watching it and I was really excited. I was like, yes, this is what an all-star game should be like. Like, this is clearly a lot of fun. And then I thought, you know, we all enjoyed that, but why can't we get that for four quarters? I think this is a step in the right direction, but I don't think we should settle for one good quarter because before it was like, oh, we get the last two minutes or whatever. Yeah. But why can't we have four exciting quarters of the best pickup game? You know, I get that you're not going to try the same on the first as you're on the fourth. Like, that's like any basketball game. But the first three quarters weren't that good. Yeah. But maybe that's uh, – shit, did I bring it up last pile? But maybe that's like – telling you, man, it needs to be like a three-on-three tournament. I mean, I would be down for more change, you know. Clearly, like, we're doing some things right. Three-on-three tournament with the Elam ending, you know, just like you do a pickup. You know, you play to 11, you play to 21, whatever it is, and – yeah. Just let it ride. Play to the score. Do you think if one team on purpose was like, all right, let's just, because we know the other team isn't expecting it, let's just immediately go off the gate, like really playing on defense. That's it would get like the what, other. Uh, what Giannis did, right? Yeah, yeah. But if yeah, the whole. He was like. He was ready to ball from the beginning. <laughs> but if like the whole team did that, do you think that would get the team, the other side pumped and like oh, yeah. try? Cause yeah, because if you're just getting steamrolled. Yeah. Like, you're going you're gonna to have to show up, you know? You're going to get pissed. Right, right. And that's what I think needs to happen. There just needs to be one coach one year to be like, hey, let's actually try this first quarter, and you'll see yeah. what happens. 
Dude, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know how you, like, the worst thing in terms of injuries, the worst thing you can do is not put effort forward. Like, if you ever, like, played basketball and you're walking around at, after you've played, like, six games or something, and you're just tired and, like, everybody's kind of, like, you know, it's turned into, like, a um, – fast break game like nobody's yeah. running down the court and it's not fast <laughs> it's two it's guys like, yeah yeah it's not fast by any means you know um, right but it's just like real slow everybody's just like taking their time and yeah it's that's how people get hurt that's when it's not fun so i, I don't understand why they want to go out there and just kind of like lazily play the game like that's that's lame man like when you're playing it like, feels weird and what bothers me is you see these videos of them playing pickup games in the summer during the off season, yeah. and they're clearly trying more than they are for this exhibition game. You yeah, know it's what not I mean? like you need to like play all out or anything. Just like put it, again, put a little effort in. Even if you're just putting the effort in offensively, like I don't know, you're gonna end right. up playing a little harder defensively because you don't want to get shown up. And again, you're more yeah. likely to get hurt if you're not playing hard. And it doesn't mean you go all out. It's just like you got to put some for some kind of effort in. I agree. I mean, the Elam ending worked. Yeah. No, I thought this game, the whole game even, I, th- I thought they did a better job of, like, having some effort. There were certainly times when it was down, but, you know. But didn't you feel kind of – so, Team LeBron wins the first quarter, right, pretty handily, and everyone kind of expected them to, like, win all of the quarters because I think he clearly had the better team. His team was so stacked, man. Yeah, and uh, he wins the first quarter pretty handily. And then the second quarter, you know, I don't know if it was one of those like, okay, you know, got to let each charity win a little bit or something, but they put zero effort in the second quarter and then they get blown out, you know? Yeah. And then the third quarter was all right. The, and then obviously everyone cared about the fourth quarter. So I don't I'm know. It's like, I mean, this like team LeBron's team is so stacked. Like the people who didn't play at the end of the game easily could have been in the game for team Giannis starting, you know? Placing Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Dude, so Luca was on the bench at the end of this game. They had uh, Simmons on the bench, Jokic on the bench, Tatum on the bench, Westbrook on the bench. All these guys. Yeah. Booker, they could have <laughs> – so maybe you leave uh, Embiid and uh, Giannis out there, and then you take Siakam out, Walker out, Trey Young out. Uh, they had Kyle Lowry out there. I, I mean, but, at least – you know what's nice, man? I didn't see Brandon Ingram getting any love, and uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I agree. Chris Paul was out there, like, basically the whole fourth quarter. He was, he's LeBron's boy. He's got to be out there. But he I mean, was balling. He, he had a great game. He, he did. He did. Yeah, he Spurs lost by six, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I really <laughs> – All right, so wait, what are, what are the standings now? They're 24 and 33. Damn. Yeah. They're, they're are they – Are they Four in... games back? Yeah, they're four games back. It's because four games doesn't sound like that much, but oh, – No, 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 they... wait. They're three and a half back. That's even better. Yeah. No, that's not that much, but there's only like 25 games left, you know? Yeah, but all you have to do is go on. So they have more home games now because that rodeo road trip really, you know, it basically leaves them the last two months with a lot of games at home. And so, okay, we'll so they have, in terms of strength of schedule, um, they are they have the fifth easiest schedule or sixth easiest schedule left. Although Portland's up here too, and and the Pelicans, they're in the top six in terms of easiest schedule, so that doesn't bode well. Well, but Memphis has the toughest. They're tied with the Warriors here, and they got the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Raptors twice. Oh wow! Yeah, Spurs are at the bottom in terms yeah, of yeah, man. 
so they have a pretty easy road ahead. I mean, they they play the easier, Nuggets twice. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. They play uh, the Rockets twice. Yeah. They play the Jazz twice. Um, so you just gotta hope to split those. Really, you can't afford to lose them. Yeah, but then they got the Warriors twice. Um, so I mean, I, I know Steph's coming back, so that might be a, a yeah, that might change game. things. So yeah, the Timberwolves twice. You know, Bulls, yeah, Cavs. The problem is they play the same good or bad teams. Like I don't know what it is, but anyway. So, got how many games left? Did you say we have uh, like twenty-five? Y'all have twenty-six. Well, Memphis around twenty-five is, games left. Yeah, for everyone. Twenty-four. So if you had to pick right now, who's going to get that last seed? Who would you take? Not the Spurs. I mean, I don't um, blame you. It hurts, but I don't blame you. Who would I you don't take? Know, man. Uh, I mean, I think I take the Blazers. I, think I take the Blazers. I think I think the Pelicans will get close, and they probably should get it. They have they have the more talent, but I think they're going to collapse right at the end. They're going to be right there, and it's just going to like you know. Lonzo and Brandon Ingram handle the heat. <laughs> I I could see that. Yeah. Um, I think my my obviously I want to say the Spurs, right? But uh, excluding, I I can't be objective, right? So I have I have to because I would say, oh well, objectively, I still think it's the Spurs, and I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah. So take the Spurs out of the picture, and right. if I have to pick between Memphis, Portland, and uh, New Orleans. I want to say Memphis, but I don't think – I think that hot streak is coming to an end. Like, they haven't won since the All-Star break. I mean, it's only been three games or two games, but – They got some injuries, though. They are uh, they're, they were down a few guys tonight. I forget who they were, but they ended up playing – that's why they ended up playing the guy from GW. Yeah. Um, what's I don't name? know his name. W- w- wannabe or – Oh, Watanabe. Watanabe, yeah. I mean, he's nasty. He was so sick when we saw him at, at GW, but – That was wild. Um, that I mean, was he wild. was – it's one of those where, like, barely good enough to make the league, but he was clearly the best player on the court in that no, tournament. Chill. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I was watching him. Like, he moves so well. Like, they just don't know. Like, they don't give him the ball. And, like, he has great cuts. And he, he knows where to be, on like, on defense. Like, he's good, man. Yeah, I, I, he's he's going to make a nice little role for himself. It's just he's another year away. I hope so. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. He's going to crack the rotation and be a top eight guy for them next year. I think the Pelicans have momentum. And the Blazers have been pretty inconsistent. Yeah. I think would I think I'd give it to the Pelicans. Yeah. Plus, I, mean, Redick, I think it'd be Redick's it'd be fun. It. He, I mean, he's an he all-time blue guy. He's, he can't he can't break that streak. He's uh he's been in the he's playoffs every year of his career. He's depending on Zion, and Zion's coming through. Yeah, he had a there was a close one where he was on the Magic at towards the end of the Dwight era, and uh, or maybe Dwight had already been traded, but he got traded to the Bucks right in the middle of the season and ended up making the playoffs. That's dope. Yeah, man. He's the all-time glue guy. I wish he was still in the Sixers. We really could use him. I mean, we talked about that last time. That's definitely a move they should have made. They made the wrong moves that offseason, and it's made pain. the wrong moves. But, yeah, I, I don't know. The Pelicans, I mean, Dame's been out the past couple games, but I don't know if uh, – what's his face? Nurkic? If he's if he's gonna come back, like if he comes back, at this point, because he he was supposed to come back this season, right? Like he wasn't ruled out for the nah, man, I for the year, but well, I'm all right. Oh, anticipating the return, we're pulling it up. We're doing it live. Ripcityproject.com. <laughs> Is that where you're at? Uh, um, no, no, KGW. Oh, I just pulled that one up. <laughs> 
we clearly know our things. Oh yeah, man. All right. Uh, Lillard's out right now. I didn't even realize that. That's why they're not winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nurkic so will I, make. They were it. they were on a good little run, and now it's just like they were. That hurts when they don't have him, and McCollum's got to do a lot of the heavy lifting, and you're relying on Carmelo to show up like it was 2013. Yeah. You know, it's just not realistic. So do you do you think it's a it's just injuries or because I feel I imagine that a Blazers fan has to be feeling like a Spurs fan, which is why are we underperforming this badly? You know, uh, I saw, you know, Kirk Goldsberry, the uh, yeah, yeah. stats guy from ESPN. He, uh, he posted this picture basically showing where every team was compared to their uh, preseason projections. <laughs> and the Spur, the Warriors are dead last in a comparison, but obviously they were riddled with injuries. So everyone understands why they suck. But yeah. right at the bottom are the Blazers and the Spurs who are just completely underwhelmed. And I feel like the Blazers have to be feeling the same way. Like, yeah, Nurkic is a beast, but why are we, the, why have we been below 500 the whole season? Dude, they lost their top two front court players, Zach Collins and, and Nurkic. And they. Okay. <laughs> no, hey, okay. Yusuf Nurkic is a beast, right? I think he'd be, uh, he would be like a fringe all star. He'd, he'd probably take that spot from Devin Booker. <laughs> Yo. But Zach Don't Collins, like. Tell him that. Get out of here with Zach Collins being like, yeah, hold he's, on, hold on. he's good, but... No, he's nasty. Quality player, all right? Look, I, mean, I don't know was... if I'm just playing the looks game, but he just looks like, you know, a typical white guy coming off the bench. Yeah, he could be right off of Wall Street, you know? He's just yeah. sharp. He's just sharp. Don't, you know, don't discount that. He's just a good-looking guy. Look, man, I went years thinking Zach Collins and Myers Leonard were the same player. It turns out, no, they just played for the same team. Yeah, Zach, Zach Collins, Myers Leonard, and uh, uh, Lehman. I forget his first name. Oh, I don't remember his uh, – yeah, He's on Timberwolves now, but they could really use him too, man. He, he was really good for them, especially in the playoffs last year. Jake Lehman. Jake um, Lehman. Yeah, man. I don't, they have a and, lot of front court issues. Now they got Whiteside and then nobody else behind them. And that's why they signed Carmelo. And, uh, and Carmelo's been great for them, but he's not, he's not that big. You know, he's – He's only oh, yeah, one person. He's, he's really not a four. He's a four just in terms of today's NBA, but he doesn't play the four, yeah. you know? But they got – I mean, he's been – but he's been a lot better defensively than um, he's been in, you know, in his past seasons. And yeah. they got Ariza, too. And it, when yeah, Dave's but... healthy, their backcourt – and their back, backups for the backcourt, uh, Sim, Simons and uh, Trent Jr., like, they're, they're good, man. I don't know. Okay. I, think, I think they're deeper than we think, especially if they're healthy. Well, here's my point, that if you're saying they're deeper than we think, why are they also underperforming? Like, I don't think I, – I agree with you that they have a lot of good role players. It's, it kind of sucks when you're in the position that you have to depend on Carmelo this much. But nonetheless, I think that their roster doesn't reflect their record. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I would agree that they're underperforming because Dame's been healthy most of the year, and they really should have been. He's good enough, I think, to at least carry him to the 7 or 8 seed. Um, well – I know we were talking about this before, um, this idea that, like, Damian Lillard is so fun to watch. And, you know, I really can't tell if, you know, he's putting up 50 because he needs to, you know, on a nightly basis and he's balling. Like, is Dame time doing – is, like, is that good for the team or, you know, yeah, is dude, he ball hogging too much? No, no, no. So, like, if you watch them – like, I love watching them play because I love Melo. So, ever since I got him, I've been tuning in a lot. Um, Lillard, like – he, he does things that James Harden and Russell Westbrook, for example, don't do ever. He cuts. 
he like passes, moves, he gets the ball back. So if people are touching the ball, he's he is shooting right. a lot, but I think it's out of necessity, not because he feels like he, you know, maybe he wants to, but um, but I feel like he needs to. So like he's if if you looked at their possessions, they're not like throwing up a shot every five seconds and running back down the court, or he, he's not eating up twenty four second shot clocks by himself, right? People right. are moving, they're cutting, like their offense is is pretty fluid. They just mm-hmm. They need him to score a lot to be successful, and um, I don't know. He, he definitely, definitely um, is very different than the Rockets or people like that who just like to stand on the side and hang out if they don't have the ball. You know when James Harden isn't gonna, isn't a part of the play, hands on his knees, standing off to the side. <laughs> yeah, like he's clearly he not his, involved. Uh, his uh, hop step, you know, his walk. Well, what about McCollum? I mean, is he? As I haven't watched that many Blazers games this year, and I know he's been out for a little bit. You know, he hasn't been fully healthy the whole season, but you would think that duo is, you know, enough to compensate for Nurkic being out. Yeah. I mean, he, McCollum's having the same kind of year he's been having, right? He's 22, 22 a, game. a game. Yeah, he's shooting 45%, <laughs> almost 40 from three. Um, he just – he seems like a good number two, but yeah, I don't know a good if number two. He does the same I, thing too, man. He cuts. He like they they really do move the ball. And if he's scoring, it's not because he's dominating the ball. Like I don't know, we should we should look up that stat at some point and see like what you know their true usage percentage in terms of how often they have the ball in their hands and how much they're touching it versus how much some of their other teammates are touching it and comparing it to some of these other guys. But yeah, I. You're right. I mean, they do move the ball a lot. Like, they're clearly running plays. You know, it's not just iso ball. It's not just give – I mean, maybe the last two minutes are just give Damian Lillard the ball. But other than that, like, they, they're they running yeah. schemes. They're running sets. It's just – I don't know. You know, maybe maybe Nurkic is that valuable and, you know, I'm counting him out. Maybe Zach Collins is that valuable and I'm counting him out. Yeah, dude, don't hate on Zach Collins. Like, if they had Zach – I'm telling you, man, if they had Zach Collins, Whiteside would be coming off the bench. Oh, well, for sure, but – that doesn't that's say much. Big, no, but that's a big advantage. I mean, Whiteside's having a decent year. He's like, oh. he's a fucking loose cannon, but he's he's doing his thing. What is he? What is he averaging? Like fifteen and fifteen? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look, but he's, I mean, he's playing well. Whiteside. I don't know. I don't like that guy though. <laughs> I have it out for Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, right, fifteen so and fifteen. McCollum's usage rate is twenty six percent. Let's uh, check out Russell Westbrook because that's he's their number two. I bet it's like thirty-eight or thirty-nine percent, just to guess. League average is twenty. Uh, that's good to know. All right, so all right, Westbrook's at thirty-three. Let's look at Lillard. All right, Dame's at thirty percent, so he's less than Westbrook in the usage rate. So you okay. at twenty-seven. Let's see what Harden is. <laughs> oh, forty-four. <laughs> uh, I bet it's really high, man. He has the ball in his hands constantly, and if he doesn't, he's just whining in the corner he's at 36 he was at 40 percent last year so is that so cumulative crazy. does that mean that if uh westbrook has the ball 33 percent of the time harden has or is used 36 percent of the time the rest of the team combined gets the ball like the, yep. the other yep. what is it 30 percent yeah yeah isn't that that's crazy that's insane hey yeah, but that and Nonetheless, though, we're here talking about how the Blazers play good basketball, but they're outside looking in and the Rockets true. aren't. True, and true. to be well, fair, yeah. like yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are, right? But I'll give you that the Rockets have more bench, but you know, between Harden and Westbrook versus 
Lillard and McCollum, I don't think that there's that big of a difference. Like, I'd be way, not. I'd be really happy having Lillard and McCollum over Harden and Westbrook. I'd I'd rather have them, and because and it's because they move the ball and they move without the ball and they're cutting, yeah. and they're, they're doing the things that you need to do to do winning, like to play winning basketball. I know it's not resulting in wins right now, but even even now, I I never watch a Rockets game. I can't stand watching them. Yeah, no, they're horrible. It's, it's terrible. But watching they're fun the to Blazers, watch, man. It's cool. Yeah. The Rockets are fun to watch when hard no nah, when Westbrook's going off, mm. but that's just because I like. He had a good his... game tonight, though. He was like, Ugh. it's crazy how he just like plows people over, like he's like a, like, he's a, he's a state champ wrestler, just like bulldozing somebody in the paint playing basketball. It's like so wild to see. It's like strength gotcha. is incredible, or a, he's a, a lineman, a linebacker playing basketball, you know, in the off season. Do you think his game's going to age well? No. <laughs> is he? <laughs> no. Is he just going? So is it going to be one of those one season to the next? He's just going to be useless. I could see him just like, crashing and burning. Um, yeah. But maybe I mean he's already thirty. Maybe he's got a couple good years of. I don't know. Well, I, I always think his usage is going to have to be high for him to be effective because um, he can't shoot. Really effective. He. Yeah. Although I think um, if something were to like. Like something really happened to his athleticism, I could see him being a lot better at shooting because he would take the time to focus on that. But I think we've seen ten years of him not taking any time to focus on that. I don't know if that would happen. So I'm going Blazers. I think they're gonna. I think I think they got the staying power, and I think Memphis is gonna fall off. Uh, although Memphis, I uh, have a two and a half game lead right now. I'm going Blazers. I I uh, to no surprise would pick the Spurs. I think that. You know, from a more objective standpoint, they have an easy schedule. They have two, you know, at one point, all-stars. You know, maybe they're not all-stars anymore. And they have the best coach to ever coach the NBA. So All right, settle. No, you're telling me he's not? Here. Don't, don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. What are you going to say? You're going to say Phil Jackson? Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> no, but an argument there. If I couldn't. Excluding the Spurs, I think I would go with the Pelicans just because they're heating up at the right time. All right. So I, feel, I feel like they should go back to at least best of five for the first round anyways. No one make it a little more exciting. I don't know that it makes it more exciting, though. I think the ideas of – I mean, they're rare in uh, the first round, but game seven sell. Yeah, but then it's not going to happen in the first round. You're going to get – the first round is the worst, man. It just, like, drags on. I don't disagree about like one and eight, two and seven, like those game, those series finishing five. But yeah. what's fun is watching the four and five seed or the three and six seed go at it because those series get pretty interesting. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like, like you don't think the the Thunder and the Nuggets would be a a Bro, good three six matchup about the Thunder, man. Like I just, I I honestly think, I think they can make a run. Like actually make a run. I think they could make the conference finals. Aren't they playing the Clippers the first round? Or they matched up against the Nuggets now? It's like kind of like neck and neck, huh? I don't remember. I think the Nuggets might have passed them. Um, let's see. So I got – no, no, I got Clippers as three. Thunder okay. as six. And the Clippers are down behind two games or a game and a half, it looks like. Well, in that case, I don't see the Thunder in any way doing any damage <laughs> to the Clippers. <laughs> All right, well, hold on. Hold on. Let's hear me out there. So one, revenge game, right? You know, this for who? Thunder for team. Chris Paul? Nah, for the Thunder team, man. They just got dicked. Oh, Gallo, oh, yeah. Gallo revenge, you know? Shane. Revenge Alexander. 
Revenge? Game six, Gallo. Yeah, I, I could. I mean, there's a fifty percent chance that Paul George is hurt for the series, right? Yes. Yeah, um, very likely. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. Lola's like dragging her toy box out. I did. Weird out here. Damn, what were we talking about? Oh, the Thunder. How nasty they are. How nasty yeah. Chris Paul is. What a he's year nasty. he's having. Like you're maybe, right. Uh, like that team is just that team is really fun to watch. Like I. Get that. So, they're the sixth seed. They play against the Clippers. I mean, I think they could eke out two wins. Yeah, I think it could go six games. Um, I think it'll be a tough series. I really do. Because I, I don't think that Clippers team has played enough games together. And I mean that, like, they haven't played their best five more than, like, 200 minutes, man. It's just, like, ridiculous. Well, they're never healthy. They never – somebody's always sitting. They're always, always – like, somebody has load management. Somebody else is hurt. Do you really think they're going to have chemistry issues in the uh, playoffs? Like, I think I that know, they're man. just banking on talent, you know? They are banking on talent. I think it could fall they could fall on their face, man. But maybe, I guess. But I, I mean, don't know. Their just... big pickups are Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. Like, let's just settle down. Well, Reggie Jackson's a joke, but Marcus Morris can contribute. Nonetheless, that's the point. I guess the idea is, though, that they're deep enough where it's not like that those pickups matter. It was more so let's just not let the Lakers get Marcus Morris. I guess they were both playing for them the other night. Reggie Jackson well, started his first game. He's the backup <laughs> to Pat Bev. And Pat Beverly isn't Mr. Iron Man. Come on, man. <laughs> Reggie Jackson started this last game. Come on, dude. And All Marcus, right, Marcus Morris is a loose cannon, man. He, that's the guy who, like, he doesn't actually want to fight, but he just, wanna act, he just wants to act tough. I don't know. I'm not impressed with their team, and they just haven't played enough together. I, ne- I haven't seen Paul George play more than once. So you, you would take uh, the Lakers over the Clippers, assuming that's what definitely we need Definitely taking the, the Lakers final? over the Clippers. Definitely. Easy. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's easy. I just like, – I think it'll be a really tough series. I just – over a seven-game series, I would expect Anthony Davis and LeBron to – to pull it out, even though I think Kawhi well, could be the best player in that series. I was going to say, who do you think is the best player? Because I think it's easily Kawhi, AD number two. I don't know. I don't know if it's easy. In one game, it's probably Kawhi. Well, I think over the series, it's Kawhi. I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I, I don't know. I think that the one thing that the Lakers have in their favor is they don't have – the uh, Clippers don't have anyone that can match up against Anthony Davis. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, Harrell has no chance. And yeah. Mark, I mean, I guess Marcus Morris is going to get big minutes there and try and defend him, and that's, that's going to be a joke. That's where I think it's poor roster construction. You know, I get the idea of, okay, we'll take Kawhi Leonard and Paul George over Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You know, I think that's sound logic. Not that Paul George is better than either of the other two, but that you have the best of the four. Yeah. However, when it comes to matching up, you know, the Lakers can do their best to defend those two, right? But the Clippers just completely ignored trying to get a big just to put in front of Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, but they're, I mean, they have so many wings they can throw at LeBron. So Marcus Morris, when he was on the Celtics, would guard LeBron a lot. Why? Paul can certainly guard LeBron a lot. I mean, and LeBron's going to have to guard one of them on offense on, when they're on offense. Right, right. But what I'm trying to say is that you can, they can throw bodies at Kawhi and Paul George. And ultimately, I think that. You know, regardless of anyone else, like Kawhi's, Kawhi's going to – Kawhi and Paul George alone would guard LeBron, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the whole point of getting Anthony Davis was the idea that come crunch time, it's about time where 
LeBron James is playing two, like the number two guy to Anthony Davis. I think Anthony yeah, yeah, Davis yeah. has to be the best player in that series. For them to win? Yeah. Yeah. And I they mean, can do that if the Clippers don't have anyone to body him up. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I'm, I would take the Lakers to beat them in the conference finals for sure. Or whenever they would match up. Speaking of teams that um, might match up, I'd take the Mavs right now over the Nuggets. Really? Yeah. I'm not Why? a big Nuggets guy, though. I don't know. I just, like, I'm not – the Nuggets go as Jamal Murray goes, and I just don't think he's that consistent. As opposed to Jokic? Or are you just saying that, like, Jokic is going to give you what Jokic gives yeah, you? Yeah, Jok- Jokic needs- is going to – he'll take care of business. Well, and, and it's interesting, right, because – they're they're really good. They have a lot of chemistry. The roster is basically the same. But then last year, second seed again, or the first time, and then the Spurs took them to seven, right? And yeah. they were they were one bad layup from Demar Derozan from winning that series. Yeah. And then you know embarrassing because that Spurs team was trash. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm gonna send you the Embiid crying meme after this. <laughs> uh, Embiid's always crying. And then, but then the next series they go up against the uh, what is it the Blazers? Uh, last year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Blazers and then team. again they go to seven and they lose in seven. Yeah. So I mean, that series is wild. That was wild, but I guess what's scary is that these teams that you're supposed to be significantly better than, why are they taking you to seven? And yeah. why are you either barely winning or losing? Yeah, the Blazers were good last year, man. That was a, that was a great team and. Right, but they weren't better than the Nuggets theoretically. I, I think they were. I don't. I just like I'm not impressed with the Nuggets, okay, but, man. Not impressed with the Jazz. I don't know. I just don't think either of them are that good. I just think I think the Jazz. You're not Donovan Mitchell's not the guy that you can just rely on to win you a game in the playoffs yet. I think. I uh, you can win you one, but I think well, the part that's tough with them is uh, Mike give- Conley, man. That's been brutal. Like, that has not paid off that's at all. bad. Imagine him back on the Grizzlies, him and uh, Morant playing off each other. Well, I just – I think they play too similarly. I don't think that yeah, no, they could coexist. Yeah. Nonetheless, you know, that was supposed – I mean, you were supposed to have a massive upgrade over Ricky Rubio, and you kind of ended up downgrading almost. I don't know what – I don't know what's going on there, but it just hasn't been the same. Yeah, it's wild. I would not take the Mavericks simply because it's the same thing. As with Mike Conley, Kristaps Porzingis just really hasn't he hasn't gelled yet in that system. Yeah, I think, I think he's think, trying to find out like how he can be. I mean, he was hurt for so long, and how he's going to play second banana. And he's a if he's your number two, you're in great hands. You know, like that's a great yeah, position so to too. be in. But you know, I think they need a year, so I would still take the Nuggets. I think the Lakers will destroy whoever's the eight seed. Yeah. Um. But uh, Lakers-Pelicans first round would be pretty sick. That would be fun. Yeah. And then I think the Rockets – well, right now they're paired up against the Jazz. I think the Rockets yeah. would beat the Jazz unless somehow Westbrook brings that curse from OKC and loses in five again. Dude, I heard uh, – I was watching SportsCenter, which now has at the 4 o'clock um, Pacific, 7 Eastern, SportsCenter, they have Stephen A. Smith. Why are you watching 4 o'clock SportsCenter? I was home. I made it home, and I was watching SportsCenter. It was on before the uh, – it was like the last 10 minutes before the Grizzlies-Rockets game started at 5. All right. Come on, man. I'm West Coast. West Coast, best coast. Um, and uh, shit, what were we talking about? <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Oh, yo, bro. 
All right, so I was watching Stephen A. Smith, and he had Jay Will on, um, the you know the analyst who used to play for Duke in Chicago. Yeah, and he goes, he said he said the he thinks the Rockets would beat the Lakers in a seven game series. Oh my gosh! Isn't I that hate such that guy. garbage. That's such he's garbage. An, he's an idiot. That is such garbage, man. I was just like, all right, just just stop, man. Just stop. And he's all he's basically you know the small ball thing, and they played recently and. Over a seven-game series, I just think any that guy looks at be able to... that guy looks at one Rockets game where they win, and he's like, "That's it. They're poised to win the championship." <laughs> My man. Uh, I mean, that's what he was saying. It was a pretty wild take. But hey, I got the Lakers coming out of the West. Long story short, you, you I think Clips? the Clippers could do it. Yeah, I think. Uh, they I think could the... do it, but well, <laughs> will they do I... it? I guess what I'm saying is we've already seen Kawhi on a team where he kind of has to do it all, yeah. and he did do it all. <laughs> so I could all see right. him doing it again. I don't trust Paul George. I just trust Kawhi a lot more. All right, I guess. So I guess, what about I guess? What about the East? We've kind of avoided the East. Like obvious that the Sixers the, are going to come out. You know, clearly, clearly. Even know, I, with uh, both of their. And Bede's gonna be out because uh, his shoulder hurts, and then Ben Simmons his is out. Shoulder hurts. Uh, well, his back's gonna hurt because he just pulled landscaping duty. Uh, I mean, Simmons, that that man, that news is so sad. So I, I don't know. Oh, we were talking about it earlier, but I don't know what what's gonna happen with that, and they don't have a timetable for when he's coming back, and it's uh, it sounds like it's like maybe a pinched nerve or something. So who the hell knows, man? He could be fine one day and it could be hurting the next. Kind of reminds me of uh, like T Mac used to have that issue or mm-hmm. like he all of a sudden couldn't play a game um, when you th- and he was fine the night before or that he's fine the night after. Uh, I guess Steve Nash kind of had some of the similar issues. Um, well, they've got seven weeks till the playoffs, right? You know, yeah. I guess the question is let's say he needs two months. Could they win the first series without him? And I don't think the answer is yes. I don't think Embiid could win on his own. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to give you some crazy performances because the rest of that team is really flawed. And the way – I mean, the roster construction on that team is is terrible. And who's to blame for that? Just like the GM? Dude, I'm blaming Elton Brand for sure. You know what? You know who I blame? Elton Brand, the Colangelo brothers. Even though I don't blame <laughs> Sam Hinkie. I was going to say. <laughs> they should have kept him, man, because he was about to see it through, and they didn't let, they didn't let him see it through. They started making rush decisions. and I mean, they uh, clearly should have kept Nerland's Noel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was definitely not <laughs> and, saying that. And Jaleel Okafor. No, nah, but he was there when they got rid of them, right? And, no, he, he was. He was gone. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think. I don't remember. Because I don't think he got to see Embiid play. Like, he was there when Embiid was, you know, sitting out the first two years. Yeah, that was – I mean, not, not letting him see that through was – that was tough, man. I mean, he basically got – well, blackball is not the right word, but basically, you know, he's kind of out of the league. Nobody's hiring him. That's yeah. Sure. And it worked. Yeah, exactly. And it worked. Like, what he did did work. Um, and he got a couple cracks, and he hit on two of them, and – I don't know. I, that's could have hit, hit on another. It well, breaks it a different way. What's interesting, though, is it worked, but think about how many dry, high draft picks they had. Like, we had two successes, right? Joel Embiid 
and Ben Simmons, but they both have their problems and they're pretty big. Ben Simmons yeah. can't shoot in a league that's all about shooting now. And Embiid is injury prone and he could, you feel like he could break any day, right? Yeah. But, but they got him at three. That was the same who, draft that had Wiggins go one. Like that he dropped a three because of his injury. I know, but what I'm saying is, you know, they didn't hit on Jaleel before, who was also three, I think. Uh, uh, he was two. Oh, he was two. Nerland's yeah. Noel. Didn't they draft him? They drafted Noel after he had torn his ACL at Kentucky. That was they traded for that pick with Drew Holiday, who was only twenty two. They and he just made the All Star team. They should have just kept Drew Holiday. Wasn't gonna Did they let go Drew Holiday? They were right to let Michael Carter Williams go. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, and then they didn't hit on um, Markel Fultz either. So there's been a lot of misses yeah. to get a couple hits. But no one, no one was saying not like. Well, he wasn't there for the Markel Fultz thing, anyways. But um, was he? No, he was gone already. Yeah. Um, no one was would... saying that they should, that they shouldn't take Markel. Like that's for sure. Right, but what I'm saying is, you know, then I think basketball is the most sure in terms of finding talent. Like the yeah. chances of getting a bust are they're still big, but they're smaller than the other sports. Nonetheless, you know the idea of doing bad to pick up good players in the draft is still a really tough thing to do because look at how many times they had to, you know, suck until yeah. they finally found the right guys. Yeah. Well, and then they surrounded them with the wrong people, man. I just, that's the team, just the team that what? they had uh, the first year they, that Embiid was healthy the whole year and, and they had Redick, they picked up Bellinelli and Ilyasova um, halfway through the season. Like that, was how you needed to construct the team around them. Yeah. And they let all those guys walk. Most importantly, they let TJ McConnell walk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of here. No, I mean, he was he really embodied the process. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> McConnell. TJ McConnell's a walking seven, five, and three. And that's what you need, you know? <laughs> they, they could use them right now. They have no backup point guard. <laughs> We got uh, Shake Milton running point. Look how that's like uh, instead of oh that guy's a walking bucket. That guy's a walking seven five and three. <laughs> exactly. And we're talking hey, man, seven ever... points, five assists, and uh, I don't know either three turnovers or three rebounds. <laughs> we don't know. Switches so off and on. Walking. Yeah, off and on. Yeah, one steal. Hey, you know. Sometimes you just need a guy to go three for four, and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you you know what you're getting with him, and he's he's gonna get Embiid the ball where he needs it. He's gonna keep him happy. He's gonna move the ball well. He plays good defense. Oh, let's look at his stats real quick. Oh my god, on, he's he's a he's a solid six point six. Let's round up to seven. Three rebounds, five assists. I called that. Let's go. <laughs> he's let's a walking go. seven, five and three. <laughs> let's just on the remember, dot. remember, man. He's just so nasty. He's natural. Walking seven, five and six. Yeah, is that his career crazy. average, or is that uh, what he's <laughs> averaging right now? His career is 6.4, 2.8, 4.7. I mean, it might as well be, right? Yeah. My man. He's nasty. Shooting 30% from three, though. His nicknames are Floor General, McClutchel, and Roca. <laughs> I've never heard anybody call <laughs> yeah. any of those things. <laughs> Floor General McConnell? <laughs> Floor, ge- Floor General is when you create a player in 2K, and it's like they don't know your name, so you if you pick a nickname, they'll say it. And floor general, oh, like floor general for two. <laughs> Classic TJ man, McClutchel. Listen, yeah, McClutchel. That's what I'm gonna start calling now. 
All right, anyways, probably, I don't think... They called him that in high school when he was the MVP of his varsity team. Yeah, chill. he was so nasty at Duquesne in college, you know? <laughs> Duquesne. Remember yeah. that trip? I think he went to Duquesne, and then he went to... Yeah, that trip, man. And then didn't, I think he went to Arizona for a year or something. Yeah, he played for the Wildcats. He's a Wildcat. Um, oh. I don't know. I think... I do think without Simmons, they, they there's a good chance they're going to lose in the first round. Aren't they matched but, up with the Heat right now? Yeah, and for whatever reason, like, the Heat just – I don't know. I think they have their number. Well, yeah, Jimmy's in their head, man. I, yeah, I think and then Jimmy, for whatever reason, like, Embiid's still hard for him. Like, let it go. He's not your teammate anymore. Yeah, for real, dude. Like, settle <laughs> down. Like, you ain't going to Miami, so true. Uh, he might. He'll force nah, his way over. Nah. It would take – the Sixers getting Jimmy Butler back to trade yeah. him over. <laughs> they would still not end up together. Yeah, I think uh, – I don't know. I think they could still beat the Heat, but it will be – It's not be a tough series regardless, man. No, because you don't – If NATO's your backup point guard, that's a problem. And, again, Shake Milton's starting. NATO's not even starting. I, I like Shake know. Milton. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> He's just like some random dude that's on their team. He – He's a good two guard and he shoots well and he, he cuts nice and plays good defense. Like he's a decent player, but he's not somebody a, you can replace those minutes. What are the chances that uh, Tobias Harris actually gets to now that if he gets to become a real number two guy, you know, that he improves as opposed so, to. No, I, I, so when actually Embiid went out today against the Cavs and I was watching that game uh, the first half, cause it was really ugly. I couldn't watch anymore, which is a common theme with the Sixers team. They Harris needs to run. We were talking about this last pod. Pick and roll. Like he's the one of the best out of the pick and roll. They weren't running any of that. They should be running that with Horford all day. Because Horford can <laughs> roll. He can pick and pop. And they weren't running any of those things. Today. I don't know, man. It was really frustrating because he should be handling the ball a lot more and taking a lot of that responsibility when Simmons is out. Whether or not Embiid's in, like he can be that guy and he can step up and at least in that moment at the beginning of the game and. When Embiid went out, I didn't see that happening. And, you know, they lost by 15 to the Cavs or 16, whatever it was. The Cavs have won, like, two in a row right now. They're, they're on a little roll. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, you know. First well, two-game win streak this year, right? Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. I think they just beat the Heat. I mean, All it's right. impressive. So, this injury is obviously going to affect their playoff hopes. I think, you know, if he doesn't make it in time before the playoffs, I think the Sixers are done. But – uh, who do you think has a legitimate chance to get out of the East? I guess the better way to ask that question is, does anyone actually have a chance to beat the Bucs? Uh, I think the Celtics definitely have a chance to beat the Bucs. Why? Um, I mean, I think they're, I think they're deep. Um, and so if you – Giannis is going to be the best player in that series, but two through six would be up for debate. You know, you have Middleton in there from the Bucs. You also have – Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. And I think all those spots are up for grabs. You could put Middleton anywhere in between there. Uh, not, I mean, he's probably – Tatum's probably two. I think Middleton's I, three. No, I'd take Hayward over him. I'd take Walker over him. Then I'd have him slotted, oh. and then I'd have Brown. I'd definitely take here. Hayward over him. I don't know if it's still post-injury or if it's just his role on the team. Yeah. He's, he's a good player, but he's turning more and more into a role player. I mean, I'm okay with the team running through – Tatum as opposed to Hayward but I expected him to go off like with Kyrie gone and I feel like I haven't seen that yeah I mean I think it is he got injured again this year and that really upset like in the middle of his like, he was pretty hot and then he got hurt and now he's kind of like trying to find his way back into it but 
he's he's a team guy. He's not somebody. He's always been somebody who can handle the ball, passes it really well, rebounds really well. He does everything, you know, pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not somebody who's going to shoot 20 shots a game. Like that's just not his game. You know. But he's, it was with 13. the Jazz. No, I got his stats up here. The most field goal attempts he had in a season was 15. All right, he's, but he has 13 this year. And he's shooting the best he's shot in his career, 51. percent You know, he's he's hanging around. Yeah. He's at his oh, – what are his averages? So, he's – you know, one year he averaged almost 22. He's probably getting the line a little bit more. Yeah. He's getting the line almost six times that in 2016-17. Mm-hmm. This year he's getting to that like two or three times. I, know, I, 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 I like their team, man. They're deep. They're deep. And they're I, deep. I'm not a huge – I like. I think Middleton's good, and he'd be great on the Sixers. <laughs> um, he's exactly who they need. But – I don't know. I, I, the Bucks have holes, and I, they're really good, and they're built around Giannis. I think they did it the right way, and that's how I would want to see the Sixers build around somebody like Simmons. But I just uh, think they they have a they have a lot of good role players, though. Uh, I'll I'll give you that that they're yeah. not as in terms of talent they're not as deep, but they have players who play well in their system. They do have Pat Connington, who's I mean he's a god, honestly. I mean, god just. He got robbed at the dunk contest. Notre Dame, Pat Connaughton, like that's like God, God, man. His vertical. What's Pat Connaughton's vertical? I mean, it's like through the roof, right? It probably is actually, like Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Forty-four solid... inch vertical. That's huge. What's Zion's? Yeah, but Brooke Lopez. Okay, there's gonna be a game where Chris Middleton doesn't show up, and Brooke Lopez will have to be your second best player on the floor. Yeah, and he's a three <laughs> god now. A three god. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Brooke Lopez over Kyle Korver or Ursan Ilyasova every day. Well, well yeah, but, I would too. But but like, on the Bucks, <laughs> I don't have to choose. Okay. Okay, Brooke Lopez. I think that's a good. I think that's a really good player to have. Obviously, I'm not saying he's he really great, is. but but he's a he's a good center to have in the playoffs. Yeah, he's the eighth best player in that series. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, so Giannis. Yeah, yeah. yeah Giannis I mean, and Middleton. Giannis and Middleton. Yeah. Sure. Hayward, Tatum, Brown. So what are we at? Six? Yeah. Lopez. <laughs> Cantor. <sorry. laughs> Connington. Lopez. All right. So Lopez is, is seven. Who else starts for the Bucks? George Hill? Come on, man. Like Eric Bledsoe? Uh, get, don't, Eric Bledsoe on, should not be. This, team, this team's going to flame out. They're not going to be able to win on the road. They're going to have a hard time winning on the road. Okay, but what about Cal Corver? He's not gonna hate you. He hasn't pl- how many minutes is he playing for them? Five? I, I haven't seen him play a <laughs> fucking game for them. What are you talking about? Kyle Corver? In the playoffs, dude. <laughs> you mean Ashton Kutcher? Hold on a second. Let's just see how many minutes he's playing right now. In the I play- honestly okay. don't know. I feel like I haven't All right, seen he is playing sixteen minutes. I swear I've never seen him play for them. I agree. All right. If he okay, yeah, he'll give you sixteen minutes. Yeah, he's as impactful as Iggy is, right? Oh my god. Okay, he's <laughs> he's played a lot of games. He's played forty seven games, played sixteen minutes a game. He's shooting Yeah, I'm slow clapping over here. What is he shooting? He should forty percent from he should have went back to the Sixers, man. Should have I don't know what he was thinking, I don't know what we were thinking. He was trying to win a championship is what he was thinking. Okay, 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 okay. Am I wrong? Uh, Wesley Matthews? That was a good pickup. Fuck out of here. You would have been at the beginning of the season. 
Look, man, what I'm saying is that these guys aren't going to do anything in the playoffs. They surrounded him with shooters. That's like all they needed. They did what the Sixers did it. All I'm saying is in the East because I mean they might give him a fight. Oh my goodness, (laughs) get out of (laughs) here! I think they did it the right way. Instead of just going for names, which is what the Sixers did, like, oh, who's available? Let's just get Tobias Harris. Well, we already had Tobias Harris, but. Yeah, no, what, point. what I'm saying is they traded for Tobias Harris, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they you. extended him, or they gave him a max just because it's a big name and he was available. As and the Bucks were like, "Screw big names, let's just get people that can shoot the yeah, ball." It's Milwaukee, and surround Ain't nobody coming there. Nonetheless, you telling me if Giannis doesn't start recruiting, like if he starts recruiting, you don't think he gets a name out there? Uh, LeBron couldn't get anybody there. Where? Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah. Well, the first time he didn't try, I don't, I don't think. I think well, he was, he was, <laughs> LeBron Mary Hughes, Mo Williams, <laughs> Zadrunas. He, he he already had Zadrunas is already there. Drew Gooden, he chased Shaq, Drew Gooden out of town. Bro, you know, he got Shaq there. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, after he had been on the Suns, <laughs> already washed. My point is, instead of trying to pick up big free agents, picked up a lot of players that can shoot the ball and surrounded them. Like he's surrounded their player who can't shoot with shooters. Like it's, it's that simple. I'm not saying that every game, Wesley Matthews, Cal Corver, Ursan Eliasova, or Brooke Lopez have to go off. But what does happen is just one of them has to go off per game. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I mean, I think it's a great roster construction. It's a credit to them and their front office. And it's a discredit to the Sixers and their front office and how poorly that team is put together. It's just, but I picked the Celtics over the Bucks. Um, if we get to that point, they're fifty and eight, man. No one's even they close. Are, are. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I, I'm still picking the Celtics. I don't know why. I hate the Celtics. Do you think the Raptors are for real without Kawhi? Uh, I think the Raptors are are pretty good. I, I don't see them. I don't think Siakam's ready to lead that team through a through a run. But I think he's. I think they're gonna have a good playoffs. You think so? You, but they wouldn't beat the Celtics. I think it'll be a six game series. Celtics take it. Fair enough. Yeah, and I think the Sixers beat the Heat, beat the Bucks, and then they play the Celtics, beat the Bu- uh, beat the Celtics, and then we're in the finals. <laughs> uh, TJ McConnell just got dropped. Sixers are signing him before the March one deadline, and oh yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna go like that. And he's gonna start for them the rest of the year. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you got Bucks, I got Celtics. So yeah. I have Celtics Lakers classic. You're welcome. That'd be dope. And you I'll got you Clippers, that. Clippers Bucks. I mean, that'd be dope too. All right, Juan, you got anything else you want to add, man? Anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, man, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, we definitely talked enough Spurs. I could talk Sixers all night. Um, let's call <laughs> it a wrap. And until uh, next time, man, let's catch up soon. Last guys soon. off the bench. Thanks for listening. <laughs>